14. Haman Thus it came to pass that Haman, the son of Hamdasa, descendant of Agag, king of the Amalekites, was summoned before the king to hear the news of his promotion. You are today being raised to a very high position because your advice made possible the selection of the queen who saved my life from the assassination attempt of those two scoundrels. I shall be most pleased to serve his majesty, said Haman with a low bow, in my new position as faithfully as I did in my former one. It is a tribute to the prophetic wisdom of his majesty that he has chosen to honor me in connection with this particular big son Serish affair. After all, I did have a modest part in the rescue, for it was I who revealed the plot to the queen. The king was so impressed with Haman that he decided to grant him every possible honor. He raised him from one post to another as fast as royal custom allowed. Soon Haman had risen in rank above all the king's ministers and enjoyed all the power and glory of being prime minister of the kingdom. Haman's rise to power was as complete as it was swift. Only the king himself stood above him, and it was he who constantly sought ways of honoring his favorite minister. A royal decree had been issued that all the king's servants must bow to Haman. Now it was extended to include even those on the palace grounds. Achashverosh's legal advisors had warned him that it was an insult to the crown to honor someone besides the king in the palace area, but he insisted on sharing his glory with Haman. On the day of this decree, on the degrade, the day this decree went into effect, Mordecai was approached by a group of the king's servants. I noticed that you didn't bow to Haman just now as he entered the palace, said one of them. Why do you refuse to obey the king's decree? Do you not see, explain, explain another of Mordecai's challengers, that he has achieved such wealth and power? This is surely a sign that he is favored by the stars and that the gods wish to respect him and treat him as a god. Now you understand why I cannot prostrate myself before him. I am a Jew, and I believe only in the invisible God who created heaven and earth. My religion forbids me to bow down to a mere creature of flesh and blood, regardless of how important he is. But I am surprised that you even asked me about this. You will know that Persian custom denies a Jew the privilege of being considered a servant of the king. I never even thought that a decree issued to the king's servants would include me as well. Mordecai's religious objection made sense to most of the servants, but some suspected other motives for his refusal. As their daily pleas to Mordecai brought no results, they began to be concerned about the fact that they would be held responsible for his violation of the king's command. They therefore approached Haman with a suggestion. Shalom.